This is an exciting time of year in March Madness. How many of you still have brackets that are alive? Any of you? I was a little late getting there, so I missed the deadline to get mine in. So uh, I've already seen teams that I thought I was going to be predicting have already fallen away, so maybe it's better that I just bowed out in advance. It's amazing this time of year that we can become so overwhelmed because there's so many games going on that by the end of this weekend when there have been, I can't do the math that quickly of how many games there have been already, but you know, if you, if you don't like the way one's going, you can just turn the channel and catch another game going on simultaneously. And at the end of the weekend, I suspect that not too many people will be able to say a lot about particular moments of particular games because it'll all start to run together. As just, I saw a lot of great basketball but can't really tell you any one or two plays that really stand out as significant. Though the papers all, you know, they give us the best snapshot from every game and all those kinds of things, but even they all start to run together. It's what happens when there's so much information and so much input coming at us from all directions that we lose focus. We don't even know where to look. We don't even know what to pay attention to. This season of Lent, this, these 40 days, these holy days that we carve out as the church are really meant as a time for us to pull back a little bit, knowing that we get distracted, knowing that we lose our focus, and that we have to pause and kind of reacquaint ourselves, or reacquire some sense of focus for the Lord. I went to the eye doctor earlier this week for my I can't even say semi-annual checkup because when I went in, the doctor reminded me that it had been like five years since I had been. Um, so we were doing all the vision tests and everything and, you know, all that, you know, is this one better or this one better? Tell me when, you, when this comes into focus and one or two, one or two and all of that stuff. We got to the end of it and he said, well, your prescription's actually uh, weakened a little. Your, your, your eyesight's getting better. And I scratched my head. I thought, did I, did I tell him the wrong things? Can we go back and do it again? that somehow I just said two instead of one or vice versa. And he, he, I said, is that kind of odd? Should we do another checkup of this? Uh, and he said, no, uh, and this was what I didn't want to hear. Once you're in your 50s, your vision starts to go the other way. And I said, well, timing is everything. So, But it's, we, we need these moments to refocus and to test and make sure we have the ability to listen and to pay attention. And the scriptures today point out Three moments. First is the burning bush. I love this image of Moses. Moses' real introduction to the God who's calling him to lead the people of Israel, the Israelites from slavery to freedom. Moses, what I, here's what I love. Moses is working. The scripture writer tells us he was tending the flock of his father-in-law. So he was busy. And in the midst of what he was doing, he still managed to see, to pay attention, and to respond to this prompting of something. And he didn't even know what it was, but he said, I must go and check out this site, the bush that was burning but was not being burnt up, this manifestation of God's presence. The Lord calls out to Moses, bids him to come, and then reminds him in that moment as he approaches the bush that he is in the presence of the sacred. Remove your shoes for the place you stand is holy ground. 
So in the midst of Moses' busyness, in the midst of his working, he meets God, pays attention, and responds as God calls him to do. On so many levels, that's not easy for us. How many of you at work or at school would pause and pray? Would stop what you're doing when you hear the Lord speak something to your heart? And we know that procrastination never works. We, you know, we have these moments, these urges where we might hear something or feel called into a moment of grace, a moment of holiness, a moment of prayer and consolation. We say, well, you know what? I'll, I'll just kind of hit pause on that and I'll come back to that later. And that rarely works. And it's not that the Lord moves on, but we lose that moment of zeal, that impulse to say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. As Moses says, here I am. Had he ignored it in that moment, he might not have found the focus later to see, to hear, or to respond. In the gospel, we meet in this parable a landowner who goes out to his orchard to pick fruit from the tree, and there is none. And he immediately says to the gardener, cut this tree down, it's not producing. But the gardener urges him not to. The gardener says, let's give it another chance. I wonder if the gardener, as the professional or the expert, saw something about the fig tree, saw some sign that the owner who wasn't the gardener, who maybe, not, who maybe didn't know about how this worked, maybe wasn't seeing the signs because he wasn't looking closely enough or wasn't paying attention or just didn't know what to look for. And the gardener says, no, there's another chance. We're going to give it every chance because we see some sign. We see some hope. And the Lord's always seeing that in us. We need to be seeing it at work in us as well. Not to just give up or turn everything off and walk away, but to be able to really dig in and focus. And finally, from St. Paul, we hear him say something that he says a lot. Are you unaware? We do not want you to be unaware. That formula he says a lot. And he's talking, about, talking to the Christian community at Corinth about what it is that they have to do differently. And he says it in the letter to the Romans. Are you not aware that we who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into His death? Do you not know that this is what this life is about? And he says elsewhere, uh, I think it's in the, in the first letter to the Corinthians, we do not want you to be unaware about those who have fallen asleep so that you may not grieve like those who have no hope. And St. Paul is always trying to point out something, trying to cultivate awareness. That's our real call today. A call to be aware, to pay attention, to see what God's doing in our hearts, to see what the Lord's doing in our midst and what the Lord needs of us to make His grace present and active in the world. A call to attentiveness a call to focus. And in the midst of the din of everything vying for our attention in our world, some of it quite legitimate and quite necessary, we have to still be able to discern where the Lord is speaking to our hearts. Often that tiny whispering sound that's almost imperceptible. In these Lenten days, 
we carve out this time to be more deliberate about that. Those of you in small groups this Lent, many of our small groups are reflecting on this life of prayer, about how it is that we listen, how it is that we pay attention and respond to these promptings of God. And it begins simply with making God a priority. And once we do that, then our, deliber our deliberateness about paying attention falls into place. We have to make a choice for that. And we're here today, every Sunday, we are here in this community because we have made a choice for that. And we need all the help we can get. That's why we come here, because we know out there it's all the harder to hear, to listen, and to discern. And so this becomes our, our place to refocus, to pause, to recenter. So let this week be about some deliberate paying attention. And maybe it's in the, in the surprising moment as it was for Moses, right in the middle of something else. But be ready simply to pause even briefly. Maybe it happens when you're in the midst of errands or in the midst of too many things going on that you can pause and simply say, here I am, Lord, and let the Lord's grace blossom. Let His Word speak some word of encouragement or consolation or help so that you may not be unaware but be firmly rooted in His goodness and love. Amen?